Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born-again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. I give honor to God, the Father, the Son, Jesus, my Lord and Savior, and the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for another day that we have not seen. Thank you for new mercies and grace that you've bestowed upon us. I ask that you open the understanding of the hearers. Give your word to fall on good ground, receptive ground, to where the hearers will bring forth fruit. And be strengthened in the name of Jesus. And I ask that you give me the grace, as always, to minister what you've given me. All these things I ask in Jesus' name, and I thank you for them. Amen. Well, we are yet in our series, The Glorious Church, A Time of Testing. I think this is coming to a close. I I feel that in my spirit that the, um, the Lord may be wrapping it up today. Anyway, praise God. Jesus is perfecting his bride. And sanctifying it, cleansing it with the washing of water by the word. And one of the ways to set the word in motion is by way of tests and trials, tribulations. Amen? Praise God. Last week, we were talking about the importance of seeking God's grace, boldly approaching the throne of grace to obtain mercy, to find grace to help us in our time of need. And that is in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, verse 16. Even though last week I read 14 through 16, but 16 reads, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. And we were talking about Jesus, seeking Jesus and his help as our great high priest, knowing what we go through, understanding our human weaknesses and frailties. He understands how it is to be at our end, at our end, in our our wit's end, in our humanity. And I'm going to encourage you to go back and, and listen to that because I mentioned some of the graces last week that he gives us in our time of testing, in our time of need. This week, I want to talk about how it's important that when we do approach the throne of grace to ask Jesus for help, we must learn to wait on that grace, meaning wait on his help. Don't push forward in haste due to fear and anxiousness because of what's at hand. And wait before the Lord in our time with him or as we go about our day and know that he will answer. He will guide, instruct, and give us wisdom that we need. Amen. Praise God. That's it. Let's go to Psalms 46, verse 1. It reads, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalm 27, verses 13 and 14 reads, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Fainted, meaning I would have lost heart unless I would have believed the goodness of the Lord, that the Lord would be my present help, my very present help in a time of trouble. I would have fainted. I would have lost heart if I did not know that God is with me. Praise God. Verse 14 says, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Praise God. 
And this is what I'm talking about. It's important to wait on the Lord and know that he will be our help. He will supply our need. He will give us the grace to do whatever we need to do or go through whatever we need to go through. Praise God. Wait on the Lord. Just know that he will, he will, do, he will do right by you. He does right by us. He doesn't leave us to ourselves. Praise God. Some people say, uh, come, Lord Jesus. They say, well, the Lord will come. But the, you know what? That's, that's error. Because when we become a born-again believer, he's in us and with us. He doesn't, he doesn't have to come. He's already in us and with us. Let's go to John, the Gospel of John, verse 14, starting at verse 16. And we can take comfort in the fact that we don't have to wait on him to come. He'll be here any moment. The fact that he's already there. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Anyway, verse 16, John 14. And I will pray the Father, or I will ask the Father, this is Jesus talking about, about the promise of the Spirit. I will pray the Father, and he will give you, he shall give you another comforter, meaning one that's just like me, that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. There we have it. Once we receive Jesus as Lord and Savior into our heart. He indwells our spirit in the person and power of the Holy Spirit with us all the time. He's our teacher. He's our comforter. He's our everything that we need him to be. And he will take us through the test. I'm going to make a shift here, though, because there's something that we don't talk a lot about during a time of tests, and that's the love of God. There's something about knowing and experiencing the love of God. Praise God. Thank you that gives us the ability to withstand and go through anything. Withstand meaning to survive, resist, stand up against, and endure. And we come to understand in adversity what the scripture in Romans 8 and 28 means because of our experience in times past. It's been my experience where as I saw, experienced God as having me through everything I went through and turned my distress and my challenges into something good. And I was always the better for it, praise God. Let's go to Romans 8.28. And while we're going there, I want to say this. It's when we don't know or are not acquainted with his love. And it's oftentimes because we equate it to human love that we can become fearful, insecure, and focus on the wrong thing. And resort to devices connected to self-effort and fail in the test. I've been there too. Anyway, Romans 8, 28. It reads, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Now, I've been on the other side of this, whereas I didn't know it, but I was the called according to his purpose, even though I didn't love God yet. I'm talking about while I was yet in sin and had not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. I saw God working in my life even then. Even then. And I'm just going to make a plug here. I believe it's in Psalms 25, verse 8. And if I'm wrong, excuse me, I'm, I'm not going to turn there, where it says, good and upright is the Lord, that he will teach sinners in the way. Meaning, if a person is truly sincere about change, God will meet that person where they're at and begin to reveal himself, show himself, even to those that are yet in sin, to where we can begin to see God 
I'm a witness to this. And I began to see, even then, how God took my adversity and turned everything around for my good. Praise God. Anyway, that was just a little plug there. <laughs> I could not let that, um, could not let, let that one pass. So, it goes on to read, and this is about the unfailing purpose of God, this little passage through here. The unfailing purpose of God through the gospel. Verse 29, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestine to be conformed to the image of his son. He also did predestine to be conformed to the firstborn among many brethren, talking about Jesus. Verse 30, moreover, he also called, and I'm just going to skip through here for the sake of time. My clock is ticking away. <laughs> God, he also called and whom he called, he also justified and whom he justified them. He also glorified. Verse 31, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So we have the victory. We have the victory. God has taken the time out of his foreknowledge. And of Romans 5, we'll talk about this a little bit. I'm not going to go there today, but Romans 5 talks about how before we, while we were yet in sin, how God sent his son and how he died for us being yet in sin even before even before we came to him anyway praise oh isn't that so good god is so good he's a good god great god that he is praise god see that's love we'll go down to verse 35 this is where the believer is secure and it says who shall separate us from the love of christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, and he says we're even accounted as sheep for the slaughter. But verse thirty-seven says, "Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers nor things present, nor things to come, verse thirty-nine, nor height nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Now, you know, I read that passage many times in my walk with the Lord after I came to Christ. And I said, you know, what, what does that mean? What, 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 what does all that mean? That, that, and what does it mean that none of these things can separate us from the love of God? What do you mean, Lord? And, and it's because, as I said, I was equating God's love to human love and because of self-reliance rather than relying on him. And I was missing it. But when God revealed who he is to me by how he loves based on his character, I got it. When he showed me how he loves me, I experienced the love of God and how nothing can separate me from that love. You know, the Holy Spirit also revealed something to me in regard to what that means, that, that love, that word love right there. He said it consists of his presence, his comfort, assurance that everything's going to be all right, his peace, his power. It also consists of his joy, his grace and mercy, his steadfastness, praise God, thank you, his wisdom, his strength and his assistance. And all these attributes of God, God's love, are ours to have and rest in during a time of tribulation, testing, and, and adversity. Praise God. Well, praise God. Thank you. That's all we have time for today. I do thank you for joining me. This is Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. And until next time, 
God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an end-time ministry purposed for revival of the heart toward God, restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost. Revelation twenty-two seventeen says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let those that hear say, Come, and let them that are athirst come. They that will, let them take the water of life freely. If you would like to contact or be a blessing to the ministry, Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414-249-5121. Until next time, thank you and God bless you.